you don't have to reinvent the wheel 50,000 times. Like you've got it. So it's kind of a balancing act between you're unique, you're amazing, here's what you bring. And also, you know, it's okay to just, you don't have to wow us into kingdom come either. Welcome to another episode of Get Your Fill, Financial Independence and Long Life, where we invite people on to help us achieve those two goals. And you're just going to be as blown away as I am today by Christina Fry. We have had just like a two minute conversation before the recording, and I am already so excited and pumped to hear what she has to say. Christina Fry runs a great little marketing practice called Innate Marketing Genius. And, you know, I have to tell you, she is an innate marketing genius. I don't know if she meant to name it after herself, but I am just totally giving her that title. Um, She helps trusted advisors get great clients. And her secret sauce is her one voice, one strategy program, where she identifies your deepest why and translate that into the perfect strategy for you. Um, And Christina is on a mission to live more sustainably by finally conquering thread up and by helping a local group, Sustainable Marblehead, with their messaging. Her secret to navigating COVID, which we all need a secret to navigating COVID because we're all climbing the walls here, (laughs) Um, but she means business-wise, I imagine, (laughs) making small choices every day to keep showing up. And also another thing that helps to keep her going and one of her mission is her Norwich Terrier, Sammy. So Christina, thank you so much for being here today. I am like so excited. I'm not going to talk anymore. I want you to do all the talking. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Christine. Thanks for having me on your show. I'm super jazzed. Um, I was listening to an episode this morning uh, about having your own annual report. I'm like, I am digging this idea. Yeah, that's so powerful. That meeting I go, I've gone to it two years already. And I, it's just like, it just sets your year off such a great, you know, track. Yep. And really makes you be intentional. Yeah. Love it. So before we met, Christina informed me of what kind of marketing type I am, and she did it in a very unique way. So Christina, please elaborate on what just happened to me. (laughs) Yeah. So um, there's two things to break down there. One is, uh, you know, what are those five types before I just share with you your type or share with your audience, your type. Um, So I, in my journey, and I'm happy to go further into that, I have discovered that people tend to have a very particular deepest why when they're helping other people, like the thing they love the most in service to others. And so that falls into five categories. You're a nurturer or you're an adventure guide a door opener, a steady presence, or a celebrator. And just really quick. So nurturers love to make it safe for other people to thrive. Adventure guides are the ones that take bold action and see what's possible for others. They're like the go for it category, I would say. Um, Door openers tend to be the, oh my gosh, there's so many possibilities just in the way you look at something, right? They're like the polymaths. And then you've got steady presences, which are sort of the pillars like you go to them and they've got deep resources, expertise, network, like they've just got it all. They've got your back. And finally, celebrators. Celebrators are there. They love to bring the good life uh, and specifically with their own special flair, whether it's the funny, the fun, the design sense, and you know, anything like that. You know, you're a celebrator when you love to do that. So for you, I just uh, muscle tested you and you, um, Christine, turned out to be a door opener. And again, you know, you tell me how you resonate with that. And then I'm happy to talk about muscle testing as well. But door openers, I, like I was just saying, 
They remind me of the greatest polymaths ever, people like Leonardo da Vinci, who can think about things from a million angles to you're never, ever going to get stuck in how you look at something, which frankly, during a time of lockdown or restrained living is just so valuable and it makes you a natural educator. And yeah, you could pull us out of any thinking rut ever. So just for there, like with that information, I would just love to hear what that brings up for you. If that resonates with you, like, yeah. How does so that it's, it's funny because I'm a real estate agent, right? So I'm literally a door opener <laughs> and literally like unlock. And I, and I do feel, you know, both like with my book, empower your inner millionaire, like I'm trying and not, not even trying, I'm making it a mission. I have made it a mission of mine to, to help people to see what's possible for them, to help them to get out of their linear thinking and like, oh, well, this is how my life has to be because this is what my parents did and this is what my community did or whatever. And just to say, you know, let's just look at what all the possibilities are. And I'm, I'm actually, it's very common for me to be having a conversation with someone and they're thinking about something a certain way. And my brain just like, like water, it just goes all around the way they're thinking about it and comes up with all these other ideas and like, no, what about this? And did you think about that? And I mean, I love that, that like problem solving and troubleshooting as that, that is a really good time for me. <laughs> I love oh, doing fantastic. that. <laughs> that's fantastic. And I mean, I'm just here to say, you know, bring it, bring it on. And the one challenge door openers tend to have is um one thing at a time because you're such <laughs> an innovator yeah i know but you're such an innovator and you're asking us to change something usually so just you know give us some time <laughs> like one thing at a time so we can keep up with you you know <laughs> so i always like to ask door openers like what is the way when you have 50 ideas for you to take a breath and land on the one, right? Like some people are like, yeah, I take my dog on a walk or, oh, I'd like to go just sit and look out at the sky with a cup of tea or anyway. So do you have, I love to ask that question. Like what is your way to just press pause and land on? Yeah, this is what I want to move forward with as far as an idea. You know, it's interesting because the first thing that I thought of when you said that is that what I often do is I try to find a synergy between the 50 things that I have going on and how they can all sort of be done at the same time to achieve <laughs> one goal. <laughs> but in answer to your real question, I, I, every morning I walk on the beach and I just, you know, that is the time when I shut my mind off and I just let it do its own thing without my influence. And that I often find like great ideas pop into my head. Then that's when I connect to my, you know, higher being and, and, uh, allow it to whisper things in my ear. So <laughs> love it. Love it. I mean, cause not every door opener has that. I call it kind of a safe space to just come back to yourself. Like I'm doing this series right now by a guy in, in the UK and it's called embodied reconnection or something like that. He's like, in the time of COVID, we're all so much up here, like in our heads and coming back into the body is so nourishing. So that's, that's sort of what happens when a door opener has a way to just press pause. It's very nourishing. And you, you come back to what's truly important because even though you love those 50 ideas, right? There's usually one or yeah, one direction to go in anyway. So then in answer to your question about the muscle testing, yeah, we had some fun. Uh, Christine was game. So I just checked in Muscle testing is officially known as kinesthesiology, and it's, um, to my knowledge, used by a lot of professionals such as 
chiropractors and the like, right, to just identify what's going on. And it's, um, I mean, I am no expert. I don't go around teaching this stuff, but for what I gather, it's like your body somehow has a yes or a no, right? Like it's that thing where you hold out your arm and you have like an organic banana. <laughs> you like hold the organic banana and someone pushes your, your arm down. It stays really strong because your body says yes. And if you take a pack of cigarettes and put it here, right? And you push down and it goes right down. So like, what is that? Anyway, so I figured out how to do that with, you know, just me. I don't need someone to stand there and push my arm down. I can just do it um, myself. And that's all mechanics. Like you can watch videos on YouTube on how to, to do, just look up muscle testing. But anyway, yeah, so I use that. Um, that's a whole story. Like, cause I was freaked out about it for about 15 years before I actually use it myself. And so, yeah, I'm very excited that I brought it. I don't use it in my work that much. It's much more a personal life thing, um, personal integrity tool, quite honestly. It's like, what am I working on there? If I'm freaking out about something, it's like, oh, that's the belief. Like, that's kind of how I use it mostly. Cool. Yeah. You know, the first time I really encountered that is uh, when I was in Florida, they have a thing called body talk. I don't think they do it up here. But that's what it is, is like the person the, the I don't know if I guess you would call her a practitioner, that she asks your body questions and you can't even hear what she's saying, but she's oh, wow. asking questions. And then she's like using the muscle to, to determine the answers. And she found out all kinds of things about me. And I just was like blown away. Wow. But then I just didn't, you know, I didn't ever think like to use it in any other way. I, I had no idea that you could use it the way you're using it. So you just opened a gigantic door for me and I'm really- yeah. Huge shift for me was realizing you could do it on behalf of other people, but you kind of have to make sure you're asking permission. Again, that's a whole other podcast, right? Like I find that if I approach it with reverence and it's on behalf of everyone, hopefully, right? It's not just like a magic eight ball telling you what to do. <laughs> that's when I can trust it, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Amazing. Not just for personal gain. Yeah. Amazing. So now that I know that I'm a door opener, how can I use that in my marketing? How is that going to change my marketing life? Right. So the first thing is to appreciate that you are an innovator um, and that every single time you're going to put something down in a newsletter or Facebook Live or wherever, like these podcasts, you're typically blowing someone's mind open. <laughs> so just to like pause and appreciate that, right? Um, hopefully we'll make you enjoy being you more. Because I find that a lot of people want to market, 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 because they haven't stopped and actually taken a breath and appreciated what they bring to the table. So that's number one. Um, number two is when you tell your story, right? Again, one thing at a time, you always want to make it really easy for people to try it out, whatever it is. So, um, you know, software companies have a very straightforward way of doing this, um, you know, 14 day free trial. Like you want to find your version of just little steps, little ways to dip their toe in the water. So they're like, oh, the water's warm. I will do this now. Um, so, you know, you're actually kind of doing it by doing a podcast as a real estate agent because they get to see what it's like to work with you because here you are having conversations with people. Wow. She's like really listening. She's asking insightful questions. Like to me, that sort of a version of that. Plus you get to talk to a gajillion types of thinkers, which probably makes your door opener self really happy. 
you know, without having to bind you to just, no, only focus this way. It's like, no, I'm just having fun. I'm just going to, you know, interview all these kinds of people. It's the best. It's the best. It really is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's what I would say. And again, I've already um, mentioned the one thing that's really tough for door openers is just when there are a lot of perspectives in your mind that you want to pursue um, to just realize that a lot of people need a little handholding. And that's why focusing on one idea at a time is incredibly powerful. And think of it this way, like if your natural tendency is to just go off with 10,000 ideas, think of the energy where you have to decide. That's like a good comfort edge, I feel. Um, who is I talking to? Yeah, I was actually interviewing another door opener for my podcast um, the other day. And I said to her, you're a rule breaker. And because you're a rule breaker, um, she's a, a personal stylist. Because you're a rule breaker, we actually want to hear the rules from you. Because when they're coming from you, it's like, it's so unexpected and therefore even more powerful. It's like counterintuitive. I'm like, Lisa, lay it down. Because when you lay it down, I'm listening, right? Like she made this comment about, I am against the pajamification of America. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I agree with that. I was at the bank the other day and I'm looking in the ATM and literally slippers and pajamas at the ATM. I'm like, you're in public, you know? I mean, okay, you know, I get, you want to be comfortable, but my God, you know, at least move up to sweatpants, you know, but the little, yeah. like little sheep on her pants. <laughs> so yeah, you see it a lot. Pajamas. You see it a lot. I mean, I could just go on and on about that, but the point being, it was so great to hear that from her because she's so loose. Like she wants to give you freedom of style and expression. So to hear that from her. So the same thing with any door opener. Um, sometimes that comfort edge for you is exactly what we need to hear. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> so tell me about your podcast. Oh yeah. Um, it's called Marketing for Humans. <laughs> Uh, and bringing the human back into marketing. And to me, COVID is a wonderful time to explore this topic because we are just in front of our devices and not really connecting as much um, in a human to human way. I mean, um, I'm sure it goes without saying that we all kind of miss each other. And uh, so, yeah, so we talk, I basically come at it from the angle of What's your innate marketing genius type? How can you optimize it so you truly connect with people and their humanity? Uh, my clients tend to be what I call experts and trusted advisors. So their currency is trust. You know this, you're a real estate agent. I actually have several real estate agent clients and it's like, people have to trust you. So I just help them figure that out. And I do that on my podcast as well. Great. Yeah, oh, that's wonderful. I, gotta, I have to check it out. Marketing for humans. Yes. Yeah. And there's a door opener panel. You can just listen to like three door openers, talk about their challenges, what works. And I do a panel for each type. Oh gosh, that's so fun. I'm definitely going to check that out. So, so Christina, I think as an entrepreneur, right. And a lot of us are solopreneurs. What is like, I, I want to say this in it, in, I know it's naive, but I also think in some ways it's very genuine. Like why is marketing so important? Like it's just, it just takes a lot out of my day, right? If I, if I'm going to really, that's what we think about. Like what I see, I hear this all the time when I go to seminars and stuff where people are saying like, I just do not have time to, 
constantly be marketing, you know, and, 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 but that's right. That's a very crazy thing to say. So to explain, like, how can we love marketing? How can we make it part of our normal day? <laughs> well, um, so one of the things that I address in my brand new online program, yay! Woo! I just finished it. I'm so excited. It's called one voice, one strategy. And it's, um, one of the things I point out is there's a story out there about marketing. Either you are, you know, it's all about me, whatever we find annoying about Instagram influencers, right? Like, just look at me, look at me, look at me, or you are killing yourself to be all things to all people, right? So it's either you're a martyr or you're a Instagram influencer superstar. That's a bit selfish or a lot selfish. And there's nothing in between, right? Like who wants to market if those are your two options? <laughs> like nobody. Exactly. So what I've identified, and you might have picked up on this with, you know, being a door opener is that there's these, this way of being, it's a little hard to put language to it, but I call it everybody wins the everybody wins channel where you come alive, right? You're having fun. You like being a door opener and people appreciate what you bring to the table. Therefore everybody wins. And if you could crack marketing from that angle, then you're not going to be suffering like a martyr or being a gross, selfish. <laughs> look at me, look at me. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that is what I've dedicated my, uh, my marketing practice to is with every single client, I help them find that lane, right? What is the lane that you can operate from both your messaging and also what's the strategy where you naturally connect with humans anyway in that way, right? Um, and where are you in your business? Is it time for you to take a step up in leadership in your community? How can we bring that into the strategy, right? And, and so that's why I'm obsessed with the one core strategy so that when you're talking to that person who was just bemoaning, oh my God, I don't have time for marketing all day. They would say instead, yeah, I know what to do every single day. The most important strategy that, that moves the whole ship forward. That's why I do what I do. And now how is it just not, is it organically happen at that point that people are finding you and that they're listening to the content that you're putting out there and that you're does that just happen kind of on its own once you know what your message is and you're delivering it in the right way? Are you saying for me personally or for the people I work with? Yeah, for everybody. Everybody. The entire planet. Yeah, I mean, Christina. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it really is all about like what I do is incredibly catered to each individual. That's why it took me a long time to make it an online program because I'm like, how am I supposed to translate this? So one of the things that um, I want to say right out of the gate is that truly strong, powerful marketing takes time. So if let's say your strategy is you're going to do a talk, right? Because a lot of my clients will do talks or they'll do a podcast or they'll do, right? Like these are not cute strategies. They are rich, you know, content rich, or like, let's say a webinar series, which is like basically like giving a bunch of talks just online, yeah. right? So you don't just drum that up in three hours. That is an ongoing commitment. So I will tell you that in the beginning, the ramp up is more intense. So let's say you're putting a, a talk together. And honestly, some people will take two weeks to do that. Some people will take four months to do that, right? Depending. Yeah. Putting a talk together is like writing a book. You organize your thinking. 
you get better at like knowing the value of your work. That's what happened when I created my online program. Like I got to be a better teacher of what I do because I had to be. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say the reason I work with people for four months is that that ramp up period is intense. And you're basically not only figuring out how to do your strategy, just like the, you know, the technical side of it. I mean, some people did like a Facebook live strategy and they were terrified of Facebook lives. It's like, okay, we need to work on that too, right? Like there's terror of technology, um, all that stuff. Plus the fact that now you're standing taller as a leader in your community, because that's inevitable with every single person when they step into that true place of connection and personal power. Um, I mean, that's, what's going to get you hired anyway. So, um, and then from there, they basically at the end of our work together, if they say to me, Christina, I now know what to do every day, dedicate the 45 minutes a day or whatever it is, um, to this particular strategy. And again, it's unique to everyone. Like I just work with someone who she's going to do an annual summit right? Like a, an online summit now might change yeah. in the future, but yeah. she needs to step up her game as a leader in her community. And it's time for her to gather all of her amazing colleagues and have this like big thing she can promote. That was her strategy. I've never given that strategy to anyone. <laughs> like she was my first client to do that, but I'm like, yeah, that's you. That is your strategy. So I hope I'm answering your question. Like it's, it's about focus and then it's about patience and fortitude And so that ramp up is intense and yes, it's not like there's no work to do, but then after that, you're like, yeah, I know who I am and I'm just going to keep going on this track and it gets easier and easier and easier. The more that you do it, I could give you example after example of how that, how that operates, but you get the idea. Cool. I hope. (laughs) Interesting. So without, without you, like, let's say that, you know, for whatever reason we can't talk to you. Is there a way that we can figure out our own strengths? Absolutely. So one of the ways is I actually have an assessment on my website, like big pink button. And I'll just <laughs> say like, uh, it's innatemarketinggenius.com. Just like that's my business website. So there's an assessment where in about five, 10 minutes, you can figure out your genius type. And that's what I mentioned at the beginning. So nurture, adventure guide, all that jazz, right? So When you take that assessment and you determine, oh, I'm a door opener, you are then going to get five love letters from me about how awesome it is to be a a door opener. You have some options. I have like a a workbook that you can purchase for very little money. Um, And then other things, right? You can meet with me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But that just knowing your type is massive. Like I just had somebody who's a celebrator say that already kicked into gear, like the kind of messaging I need to do and how much more I want to dedicate to Instagram now, because I know that it's beauty that I bring to the table and I want to show it there. So I'm not going to guarantee you that you're, you know, everything will be tied up with a bow without me, but that definitely gets you in a good direction. Um, I just want people to be excited that they bring so much to the table on the human side because so much focus is on the practical nitty gritty side. Like how do you do Instagram IGTV videos, right? How do you do stories on Facebook? How do you do this? How do you do that? How do I grow my email list? All these things are valid. 
But I think what gets lost in the mix is you're an amazing human being. I want to like remind you of that and take that and put it into your most important marketing decisions. Like that's, that saves a lot of time (laughs) and heartache. (laughs) You know, marketing, so much marketing is very impersonal. And it sounds like what you're, you know, using your method and, and, you know, tapping into our own strengths, it's going to be much more authentic and much more real. I guess authentic and real the same thing. Yeah. I don't (laughs) want to throw all that under the bus because it's easy for me to be like, yeah. And who buys stuff that's impersonal, you know, from an impersonal marketing, like there's definitely a place for well done Facebook ads or right. Like if you're selling, you know, reusable bags or whatever, like you can just say, buy our bag. And it's totally not very personal and it works because your product is gorgeous or whoever, who knows, whatever. Right. But there, there are certain professions where you can't get away with that. Like you have to show up bigger as a leader. And in order to do that, you have to kind of know who you are and why people totally love you. Like that, that's what I do. So yes. I should be having parades for people every single day. At some point, <laughs> I'm going to hire a marketing agency to create online parades. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I don't know what that looks like. But it, you know, it's too, I, I think this is a huge generalization and isn't even true, but it's, I don't want to say all entrepreneurs, but many, many entrepreneurs are bringing something to the table that's different. Yes. And there is that education process and there is that trust factor and there is have to be a, a period of time where people have to feel like they want to choose you over the option that they had before you invented this thing or before you arrived or whatever. Why is it different to work with you? Yep. And yeah. And you know what? That being said, as somebody who has been obsessed with how unique, you know, I need to be, I also like to have the reminder of you don't have to reinvent the wheel 50,000 times. Like you've got it. So it's kind of a balancing act between you're unique, you're amazing, here's what you bring. And also, you know, it's okay to just, you don't have to wow us into kingdom come either, right? Just keep showing up. Like we all know the consistency is the name of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Um, I want to talk a little bit about how we can turn so I just want to make sure you haven't, we haven't already kind of gone up here, but I feel like making sure that our strengths are being brought into, um, they're being, they're being really focused on and considered, you know, I know like, okay, so I'm a door opener. So I'm, I like to teach people things and, and stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I want it. I would want to, and I'm just using myself as an example, obviously, <laughs> Other people have their own, you know, uh, marketing type, but it, I, I feel like I have to, that, that the, the marketing would both let people know that I have this trait that I'm going to, you know, teach, that I want to teach you things and I want to help you to maybe do things that you might not have considered and see things a different way and get maybe out of your comfort zone, but also so, so the, the telling that, you know, this is the type of person I am, but also the, the showing that this is what this means. That's what this means to you that, do you know what I mean? Is that, do, am I making any sense? So you're saying like how to translate um, how helpful you can be as a door opener into 
you know, the actual emails that you send out or the actual, um, a video that you're putting together or whatnot. Is that what you're asking? Like how to translate it? Yeah, kind of. So, you know, like, do I need to tell people this is what I'm like, and then show people that this is what this means? Oh yeah. That's a great, like this. I can answer that. (laughs) (laughs) No, you do not need to tell people this is what I'm like. You just have to, that's what I do. I'm going to tell you what you're like. All you have to do is enjoy it and run with it. Right. Like don't, cause a lot of door openers feel like, oh, I'm just overwhelming people or, you know, it, it's hard to make a decision on one way forward or, you know, I just want to innovate. And why doesn't everybody else want to innovate sometimes? <laughs> like, if you can just relax about all that, it just makes for way better conversations with all your people. Or if you sit down to write content, you're like, yeah, that's me. This is what I bring to the table. I'm going to unabashedly blow your mind, right? That's, I'm just here to assure you, that's what we want from you anyway. <laughs> so just in case you were worried about that, you know, go for it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just kind of like a cheerleader. Uh, that's, yeah, I think that's what I'm here to help people with. It's like, you're awesome. Just go do you. you well, know? cause you're a nurturer. You want us to feel safe to grow into the marketers that we can be, right? This is true. <laughs> <laughs> So Christina, I'm very curious how this all evolved. How did you get into this? Because you have, as you know, quite a unique way of presenting marketing and to help people to do effective marketing. So how did this? Yeah, and by the way, because about? I do this so differently, I actually just finished doing an eight episode. Um, if I can just plug this for please, a second, absolutely eight episode season on marketing hot seats because I'm like. People don't always know what the heck I do. And so I'm going to, sh- I'm going to put myself in a hot seat and be this person's marketing consultant for 45 minutes. And so people can see like, how do you translate? What is the voice number one? And how do you translate that into action? Cool. Anyway, so just a heads up that was season four or season five. Um, so as far as where it came from, I actually have been Like I've had two parallel tracks in my life, marketing and spirituality. So at some point I did a, um, a field study, like there were 40 people in five countries with a marketing mindset tool that I use. And I actually use this thing for all of my clients. It's called the generosity practice. This is the foundation of everything I do. It's called the generosity practice. It's a 10 minute daily, uh, mindset tool. And what it helps you do is you decide what kind of contribution you are to life today and it changes every day. So you, right. So it just, I have identified 21 things that happen when you focus this way. And this is based on results people have given me. One of those results is I'm a better sales negotiator and I'm a better marketer. And I'm like, well, what do you mean by that? Well, I'm way more likely. And this came from all the entrepreneurs in the study I'm way more likely to get out there in, you know, a few different ways. I'm way more likely to sit at a sales negotiation table and just be calm and listen better and then propose right action without all of the, oh my God, I'm like sweating because there's thousands of dollars on the table. Right. And of course I'm like, really? Okay. Well, then I did another study, 40 entrepreneurs over four months. This actually happened in Boston. Um, I'm forever thankful to my Boston BNI group in Jamaica Plain because everyone was like, sure, we'll try it. 
and they went through one of my processes. And when they all did this, 40 entrepreneurs, they all had an archetype. And what, what do I mean by that? Just like the way that they came alive in service to other human beings, like who they were. For example, a master of ceremonies. Like that was one real estate agent that I worked with, right? Another one was this, I literally called him like, you are a blower of minds. Like he was almost <laughs> the defining guy for the door opener category. Like that he could just do it. He's like a futurist, right? Um, and what I found was at the end of that, all these archetypes were really interesting, but there were very strong categories. And those five categories that I've already mentioned to you, they've held. And that was in 2016 that I identified them. Uh, so ever since then, I've been giving talks and developing the assessment and just like, you know, creating materials so that once people know what their type is, they can just take it and run with it. I mean, I'd love to work with them, obviously, but you can absolutely go and, you know, make this happen without it. Wow. So have you written a book about this? Is this something also that people can read about in that way? You know, no, <laughs> I've actually, here, I'll show you what I did do. I'm working on my first book, which is the generosity practice workbook. So that's like, can people actually learn this thing without any video trainings or me walking them through it? And so that's, that's sort of the first book. And then the next book would be lots of case studies and um, maybe a workbook for the innate marketing genius. So yeah, in answer to your question, no, <laughs> the bar is high. I think of, you know, these people with millions of dollars of budget that have like huge businesses test out their ideas. And I, I don't think that's a fair comparison for me to put myself against. So I need to just get off that expectation and just be like, uh, hon, you have stuff to share here. Why don't you consider writing a book? Cause I love writing. Exactly. So yeah. tell me about the generosity practice. Tell me more about how that works. Sure. Yeah. So there is, um, oh, let's see, it's basically a way for, you know, you basically sit and um, you ponder for about 10 minutes and it gets easier the more that you do it, but you ponder what your, you know, your most incredible gift would be to all of life. And it asks you to jump into the realm of let's just play. It doesn't have to be realistic. I don't need you to go bring Starbucks lattes to everyone in town. That's not what this is about. Right. Um, but it really changes you when you contemplate like limitless ways that you can make a difference in the world. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a foundational question. I'm just going to tell you what it is. What feels good to offer to life today? I'll say that one more time. What feels good to offer to life today? You can see that the magic word is good. Because <laughs> a lot of people will be like, I'm a martyr. I'm just going to give, give, give until I kill myself. You know, it's like, um, what if it actually brought you alive to offer something to the world? So there are just a couple of the mechanics of it. There are um, four levels to the practice. Three are in my initial training, which is like a 30-day mastery program. Also, you can find that on my website. But then the fourth is this six-step, really in-depth, beautiful process that that's actually what I take my, my marketing clients through to find their deep archetype. Like you're a door opener, Christine, but if, you know, if I were to walk you through that, it's like, well, what kind of door opener are you, right? Um, there's as many kinds as there are people, I think, so... 
yeah, that's, that's sort of the deepest level of the generosity practice. And someday I'm going to train other people to do it because I'm dying to have my own generosity practice level four coach. Cause you can use it for <laughs> any part of your life. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's really powerful and intentional. So, um, yeah, that's, does that answer your question? Yeah. It, but it's, you know, it, it's so big. It's so deep and different than anything that anyone else is doing that I'm processing it. You know, I'm sort of like, <laughs> wow, that is such a great thing to do in a great way. Cause you, all the things I've read about happiness and, and all that kind of stuff, it all comes down to giving, right? That's how you feel good. That's how you, you know, what, what, you know, makes people happy. And, you know, I, I read a thing, you know, you give somebody $5 and, you know, some of them got to keep it and some of them had to, you know, buy something, but you know, the group that got to give it to someone else or buy something for someone else, those were the ones that were the happiest, especially the ones who gave it to a stranger. Those apparently were the ones who were even, the, that was like the most joyful thing to do is to somehow enrich a stranger's life with this $5. Yeah. And that, you know, you, it, it's a selfish way to be very generous, right? <laughs> Yeah, the th one thing I, because I do think about this a lot, it's like, it's really beautiful to offer things because we have the capacity to offer things, right? And I think the danger of giving is always, does the person actually want it? And so I'm here to just say that when you do something like the generosity practice, you actually have the stamina to keep listening. Like if you're in your, your meditative space, and you, let's say you're just one of my favorite gifts that I contemplate is like, I'm going to solve all student debt, <laughs> I'm just like wipe it out by just, you know, sending out these bags of money and, and they all disappear. And so people can actually stand up straight again. Um, and that just makes me really happy. I'm not going to do that in real life, but guess what it's going to do. It's going to give me so much more energy and joy to just sit quietly while I try to figure out like, well, how, how could I help this actual human sitting in front of me? It takes time and energy to have patience to really figure things out. You want to swoop in and solve people's problems. And unless you're listening, you know, it's not going to be as effective as we well know. And again, listening takes time and energy and patience. And this practice gives you that. So, wow. So powerful. It's funny because- well, I find it to be, it's, it is my life right now. So <laughs> it's a fantastic mission. I'm really, I mean, you're, I'm, I know you're changing people's lives, both your clients and the people who your clients touch, right? No question. Yeah. Thanks. It's interesting. I, I actually recently got, I uh, became a certified life coach as well, because I felt like oh, that yeah. was something that would help with my whole real estate life. But that process what you were just saying about you know you you want to just solve people's problems you know you're not allowed to do that in life coaching so mm -hmm. when and and it's been so helpful because I, you know someone tells me they they'll just in life right someone complains about something or whatever and instead of like on the tip of my tongue is let's why don't you just do this you know <laughs> totally but by asking questions and listening to the answers and helping the person because the the person already knows the answer right? It's just getting them to a place where they can turn down all the other noise and listen to what the answer really is inside themselves. I remember one time, you know, we were supposed to practice when we first 
when I first was taking the, the course, you, you're supposed to practice on people. So they said, you know, go home tonight and talk to two people and whatever. So I said to my friend, oh, can I come over and, you know, do this thing? Sure. Yeah, go ahead. And she started talking about a situation and I was all in my head. I was like, oh, this is what she needs to do. Right. And I said, that's not your job anymore. So just ask some more questions. And when I did, both the questions that I asked that I wasn't expecting and her answers that I wasn't expecting, it just brought us to such a more powerful place. It's fascinating listening. That's great. <laughs> that turns the conversation into a bit of an adventure. Yeah. Because you don't know where it's heading. I like that. Yeah, it's true. You don't know where it's heading and you don't know. Because um, when people do it to me too, right? Because we practice on each other still. And someone will ask me a question and I'll just think, you know, if you know the answer, just tell me. <laughs> well, okay. I want to say something about that. Um, I have found in conversation, because I mean, we could do a whole thing on just the different types of things that happen in conversation. So what you just described is sort of an open adventure, right? You could also like, sometimes it is time to swoop in and solve a problem, right? And it's like, oh, I got your back. You don't have to suffer like this anymore. I'm there for you. And then there's the, I don't know if you've ever had this in a brainstorming session or a group discussion where there's a very clear joint intention amongst everyone that everyone is going to come out better for this conversation. And because of that agreement, everybody shows up in a very particular way. And it does like it does. Everybody feels better at the end of it or something opens up and it's all from that initial intention, whether it's over stated or not, you just kind of know. Um, I find that conversation can be absolutely magical. And I, I have to remind myself of that to get out of the way and let it happen. Yeah, it's true. Sometimes that's the case. And, you, and you're right. What you were saying before about that's part of the isolation, right? That we're experiencing now is we're not, you know, very, very rarely are we sitting all in a room together and just sort of sharing ideas and brainstorming and you know, it's more like if you talk to anybody in the course of a day that wasn't related to you, <laughs> it's just going to normally be this one-on-one -on -one Zoom type of thing. Or I don't know, I mean, I, maybe that's not true. Maybe other people who have other types of jobs are actually talking to more people, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but they have their mask on. So I mean, maybe <laughs> they're used to it. But I mean, I just went to California. That was my one trip during COVID. And frankly, it was very chill and I'm not really that concerned about stuff anymore. But um, what I found was, yeah, people were quite friendly. And, and I mean, this is a very small sample size. We're talking Logan airport, Phoenix airport, like Palm Springs airport, <laughs> but there was no, I didn't see people, you know, yelling at each other or whatever. Like, yes, there are people who are in settings like that, like yeah. the Starbucks across the street from me you know, and they're all hanging out together. They're there all day long and they get to be with each other. And in some level, yeah, they're courageous heroes, but on another level, they get to be around humans all day long. Lucky them. I know. I know. It's interesting. You say like your trip to California. I actually, in November, I went to, I've actually been to two seminars with other humans, which were both fantastic. And in November, the, it was in Florida. And I just said, you know what? I have been dying since the beginning of COVID. I've been just so wanting to take a road trip. 
So I was like, all right, I'm going to just drive to Florida. That's, that's how I'm going to get there. And I'm going to have this amazing trip. And that's what I did. It was fantastic. I stopped and visited people, you know, friends in different parts of the country and then just strangers in different parts of the country. And everybody was wonderful. It was so friendly and open and great. And certain places like, um, I want to say, I think it's Fredericksburg, Virginia. You know, I just sort of landed there because it was the right time of morning and I needed to eat something. And, you know, they had these walking trails and, you know, half the people were not wearing masks because I looked and it was like, they had had three new cases, you know, <laughs> lately, you know, so they were very chill about it. And I just, you know, sat in restaurants and cafes and just watched humanity walk by. And it was just talk about feeding your soul. It was such a fantastic, amazing trip, but yeah, I don't see any of this. And you know, when you think about it, right, you could never, I was just saying this to the happiness person who just aired yesterday, um, Robin Thomas, you, if you have to go all the way to the other side of the country to find bad news, yeah, that's pretty good, right? When you think about it, there's no bad news being reported in Revere, you know, there's no, Marblehead is not having drama, you know, I mean, everything you just, they could never fit all the great news into a half hour. So they just have to like focus on the bad. So that's fine. You know, you get your little, whatever. I mean, I don't watch television anyway, but I know that other people are getting their little dose and they think, oh, this is what's happening everywhere. But it isn't, it yeah. isn't. It's absolutely the majority of the people are just kind and loving and they're being patient and they're putting up with all the BS. And yeah, yeah. I mean, on one level, it is kind of forcing us to be stronger than ever. Um, sometimes in very unpleasant ways, but I mean, stronger is stronger. Exactly. We can this. Exactly. Yeah. This uh, has been a fantastic conversation, Christina. You really opened up some amazing new inroads of things that you have opened doors. I know that's only your secondary thing, but you have <laughs> absolutely opened doors for, for my mind. And I know for all the listeners' minds and not just about marketing, right? I mean, once you know what kind of person you are in life, you know, you can, and what kind of other people are, right? You can, they can relate to each other differently. Everybody can have a whole different <laughs> way of appreciating each other, right? Because sometimes when we're not the same style, we might not be able to, to 100% understand where people are coming from, right? Why can't they just catch up? Like you were saying about me before, like, I, you know, why can't you all just understand what we're trying to do here? Let's like, all oh, get on the train and get moving, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was one thing, I'll just say one last thing um, to kind of tie it up with a bow for COVID. Um, one thing that I played with was how does each of these categories play out during COVID, right? So if you look at it, nurturers, um, to me, who's making it safe to thrive? Frontline workers, right? Obviously parents for children in school, like there's a lot of different kinds of nurturers, but those are the ones that came to mind. Adventure guides, these are people who, who's making it like the, helping you to reach further with all the limitations. And to me, that's what I would call the wisdom industry, like coaches, like psychotherapists, like anybody like that, priests, ministers, you know, rabbis, et cetera, et cetera, that they help people anyway, reach for the stars within limitations. Like that's their entire role in life a lot of times. So door openers, who are the door openers during COVID? Anybody who's forced to innovate to keep going. So that's like most business owners. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of everybody else, right? So that's the door opener. The steady presence is like anybody with good data, like, you know, like any scientist, anyone who's in the trenches, like really looking minutely. And then finally the celebrators, 
anyone who's helping us have fun. And boy, do we miss that. Like we're talking like dance classes on YouTube or, you know, just anything like people putting um, signs on their windows and just, you know, I, I saw in New York at the very beginning, people were putting rainbows in their windows and stuff like that to kind of just honor um, people who passed on or people who are the frontline workers. So that's, that's like the types in a COVID atmosphere. <laughs> they all help. We all yeah. need everybody. We all have a role to play to keep everybody going and keep them sane. Yep. Christina, what is, is there anything that you wish I would have asked you? Anything that came up that you want to touch on that we haven't, that I didn't think to um, talk about? I think that it was a great conversation and we pretty much hit all the points. And if I were to say one thing, I hope you, like if there's a listener, one thing I hope you know is that you absolutely have a beautiful magnetic sort of mojo archetype going on in yourself. And I would just say, check out the assessment to at least know what type you are and see how it lands for you. You know, Absolutely. what would it open up on how you want to communicate with people? Absolutely. So you have to, so thank you listeners for listening and you have to go to an eight marketing genius and check out your own style and see how you are, not just for marketing, you know, it's got other, it has other applications in your life. And also I know that there's somebody else in your life who can benefit from this information that Christina has shared today. So be sure to forward the podcast to them and get, you know, make sure that Christina's voice is heard throughout the world. And cause she needs, she's spreading her nurturing love all over us. And thank you so much, Christina. It's been fantastic. Mm -hmm.